For too many years, we've been told to show the horse who's boss, use gadgets, and ride two and three year olds. We're expected to follow fashionable trends, like riding behind the vertical or with your horse's nose on the ground, and put our short-term performance goals before the long-term health of our horse. This sounds crazy to me, because we're forgetting all about the horse. In this show, you'll learn why groundwork, lateral movements, liberty work, and pole work are so important in your training program. Plus, how to build lightness and softness in the saddle by recognizing the try and building confidence in both horse and rider. We know that horses are only physically mature at five and a half years of age at the earliest. We believe that collection is not a head position. We know that older horses are not disposable. Walking 100 miles on foot is amazing to build that connection together. And that bitless bridles, California hackamores, bosal and macates can be really useful. We never place competition goals above our horse's health and we know that self-carriage means that the horse does it by himself. We take as long as it takes and we understand the importance of working slowly with the horse to build connection, trust and partnership together and we aim to always put the horse's mental, physical and emotional needs first. So I promise to share all my horsemanship strategies with you. Sounds good? I'm your host, Elaine Heaney, creator of the Listening to the Horse documentary. Let's get the show started. Hey folks, today I want to talk about a very specific training strategy that I use a lot with my horses and it's called eating the elephant. And I also mentioned this in my listenology book, so you may have come across it before. Basically, if you haven't, there's kind of an old joke and it goes, uh, how, do you, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time. Well, it's kind of the same with horse training. So I remember when I was teaching Matilda, my mare, how to open a gate when I was riding, because you know, that's something you need to do. If you're going from A to B, you need to be able to open a gate from a horse and not to have to get up and down the whole time. So I broke it down into quite a few different chunks. Um, so I was definitely eating the elephant. So at the beginning, before Matilda and I even went near the gate, I had um, taught her how to move her front end, her forequarters, either a step to the right or a step to the left, just on their own. So I can move her front end without the hindquarters moving. And I also had taught her to move the hindquarters, either a step to the right or a step to the left, without the front quarters moving. So that would mean that once I got over to the gate, that she would have the mechanics of the movements that I would need it in order to get her to, to like line up exactly beside the gate. So if her hindquarters was a bit away, I could move just that over. If her forequarters was a bit away, I could move that over. If she was a bit to one side of the gate, I could ask her to walk forward. If she'd gone too far past the gate, I can ask her to take a step or two backwards. So mechanically, the moves were there. She understood them. However, her confidence was not there because we'd never done a gate opening before. She didn't know what it was about. She didn't know what I would be doing in the saddle. She didn't know what noises were involved, all that kind of stuff. So we had the mechanics, but now we had to break through the process and try it out with her. And the whole time, do the thing that was going to be the most important to her for success, which is build her confidence with every little step. So what I did was... Matilda and I, we walked over to the gate and we stopped pretty close to it. Um, and then we, she wasn't exactly where I needed her to be. She was like a step behind. So I asked her to walk on a step. So now she was level with the gate, which was great. But her hindquarters were a bit too far away. So like I was, it would be a stretch for me to actually touch the gate. So then while I was sitting in the saddle, I just put back my outside leg, asked her to move her hindquarters over a little, just a touch, and she moves them over. And then I just let her relax. She's standing beside the gate, perfect position. 
she got a loose rein I gave her a big rub on her neck told her she was wonderful she's like I have no idea what we're doing but <laughs> I must be doing good so far Elena's happy so we just relaxed there for a minute and she was very happy there very confident no problem so that had gone perfectly so the next thing I had to get her used to was me putting my arm out to the side because normally if you think about it when you're riding your hands are just above the pommel, just above the withers. Okay, so the kind of the middle of the horse. Matilda is not used to me sticking one hand straight out to the side. I don't normally do that when I ride. Okay, so of course she can see this when I do it. So, you know, if I do it, she's probably like, what is Elaine doing? So as I was sitting there, nice and relaxed, and she was nice and relaxed, I just reached my arm straight out to the side. And I could see her. She was she was really paying attention. She's she picks up really fast on a lot of things in general anyway, but I could see once I did that, she wasn't unconfident or anything, but her neck turned around just a little bit to the side beside the gate where my arm was sticking out towards the gate. And I could see her eye turning back to look at my hand and look at my arm and go, What is she doing? <laughs> you know? And then I was like, Okay, that's great. I just put my my hand back to where it normally is, gave her a rub in the neck and went, well done, that was just me just, you know, messing around and sticking my arm out and she just relaxed again. And then I put the two reins in one hand again and and stuck out that arm towards the gate again. And again, her neck had that little bend in it and her eye was there looking around to me going, what is she doing? Just very aware that my hand was sticking out to the side. And then I just relaxed again, gave her a rub in the neck and we both sat there for like five or ten seconds told her she was wonderful all relaxed loose rain happy out and then we did something unexpected I just asked her to completely walk away from the gate I wanted her just to forget about the gate so we went off on a lovely walk and a loose rain and tootled around a bit gate was like yesterday's news we'd forgotten it it was over okay and um Funnily enough, we were kind of doing a big circle. So after a while, we actually did get back to the gate. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we're back at the gate again. And I asked her to stop. And this time she stopped actually beside the gate. But her hindquarters were just a little bit too far away from it again. So that was no problem. So the first thing was to ask her to move her hindquarters beside the gate. So just a tiny touch with my outside leg, just a little bit behind the girth. And because she understands that anyway, no problem. So then we were standing at the gate. And she was relaxed. So that was the first thing. So give her a rub, loose rein, roll cool. So then I put my arm out again towards the gate. And then I put it back in again. And then I put it back out again. And this time she was over. She was like, Elaine is just doing that funny arm thing again that she did before. Whatever, I'm not too bothered about it. So again, I was, I'm always noticing her body language. And I could see this time I wasn't really getting the same kind of neck bend and the same eye looking back at me and stuff. That wasn't really happening. Whereas the first time I did that, it definitely was happening. So the speed that I'm going here is really relative to Matilda's body language and me reading her body language because I have to go with the speed that she needs I cannot dictate the speed in this situation it's all got to be to do with her so that was great so then I put my arm out back in again and she's absolutely fine not bothered so then the next step in the process of eating the elephant is for me to actually touch the wooden gate and maybe make a little noise so what I could do is I could scratch my nails on the wood of the gate so I stretched my arm out again and when I'm stretching my arm out, one thing I want to say, I am still sitting balanced in the saddle. I'm not leaning to the side of the saddle. I'm not doing any of that because that's actually really dangerous. Because 
What do you want to avoid happening here is if you're leaning towards the gate, your horse decides that, no, she's not happy with it. And she goes the other direction and you end up on the ground, basically, which isn't good. So when you're opening a gate, you never want to start leaning because that if something goes wrong, you're unbalanced and is probably not going to end up very well. So as I was stretching my arm out towards the gate, I'm not doing some weird yoga leaning pose in the saddle. I'm still sitting upright. I still have equal weight on both of my seat bones and I'm still balanced. So if she was to get worried or anything like that, I'm still balanced in my saddle, which is fine. So just to say that. <laughs> okay, so what I'm doing, I'm stretching my arm out again. And this time with my nails, I just scratch the wood a little bit, just so like it's a little noise, it's small. But again, I could see this time her neck is turning around a little bit again and the eye is looking at my hand that's scratching the wood and she's like what is Elaine doing now okay so again she picked up this is something new for her and again she picked up that I was doing something odd and she's like that's peculiar so no problem I just have a rest go back to just forget about the gate rub her on her neck tell her she's wonderful she goes oh and just relaxes a little bit and that's fine and then what I do she's still standing there beside the gate I'm still sitting in balance in the saddle so I put my arm out again to the side towards the gate. And again, with my nails, I just make that kind of funny scratching noise with the wood. And again, her neck turns around a little bit to me and her eyes turn around looking at my hand going, what is Elaine doing? <laughs> She's making no sense, it's very peculiar. Um, but she was still fine to stand there. She was more just trying to figure out what I was up to. Like I could still feel with her and through her body language and through everything that she was relaxed, she was confident. I wasn't going too fast for her, she wasn't worried. But then I wasn't doing anything crazy and big, like I'm doing all these small little steps, these incremental steps. So that was great. So I just uh, stopped doing that, sit in the saddle again, give her a rub on the neck, tell her she's wonderful. And then we forget about the gate and off we go. Lovely big walk away from the gate, another big loop the loop circle type thing. And just the gate has completely gone out of our minds, forgotten, what gate, okay? (laughs) So we do a big walk around on another different adventure, another mission. And lo and behold, we keep walking, don't we end back up at the gate? So, interesting. So again, ask her to stand beside the gate. This time, her forequarter is a little bit too far away, so I just ask her shoulder and that leg, that front leg, just to step a little closer to the gate. She understands how to do that. She's confident with the gate now at this stage, so that's no problem. So we're standing there, she feels completely relaxed. Um, my reins are loose and uh, like there's slack in the reins. And so I reach my arm out, still sitting straight in the saddle. Arm out is fine. I scratch the wood with my nails. That's fine, not a problem. I'm not getting that little neck bend and eye look that she was giving me the last time. So she's fine with that. And then what I do is I very gently, while still, I'm still being very aware to sit straight in the saddle and not to do any leaning. I lift up the latch to unlock the gate because our latch kind of comes up and over. So I just lift it up gently and the whole time I'm doing it slowly and I'm paying a lot of attention to her. And if I think she's getting a little bit worried, I'm just going to stop. Um, But she was fine with it. So I just very gently lifted the latch up and over. And so now the gate is actually unlocked, even though the, the gates, there's two gates together, they haven't moved, but they're unlocked. And again, just sit in the saddle, give her a rub on her neck, tell her she's wonderful walk away completely forgot that the gate was even there okay (laughs) so then 
the next time we do a little wander around life is good the next time we go back to the gate and now this time Matilda's like oh it's the gate cool what are we going to do she was like really interested and curious to see what's going to happen next it was kind of like she figured out we were on a little adventure together um, even though like we're not you know we're not moving in an adventure very much we're standing still doing stuff but she was now kind of invested in what's what's going to happen next like she was interested and confident and relaxed it was really good so we walked over to the gate, positioned ourselves so we were standing beside it. And again, being really careful that I'm sitting equally and balanced in the saddle, that I'm not leaning my upper body out of the saddle to, to any side. Still sitting straight up in the saddle. Um, I reach out, touch the gate and push it open just an inch or two. Our gate doesn't really swing open a ton. If you push it, it opens like just a bit. So <laughs> we got a couple of inches. That's really good. Then I asked, uh, I told Matilda she was great, we had a little rest, and then I asked her to position herself. We had to walk sideways like a step with both front end and hind end. So we did that, relaxed again. Matilda's like, oh, this is so interesting, Elaine. And so again, reached out, no problem, touched the gate, no problem, pushed the gate a little bit, got another couple of inches of the gate moving. Matilda's like, oh, this is just the coolest thing in the world. She was totally in learning mode and really curious. So we did this a couple of times and uh, eventually got the gate open and we were able to walk through. The f it was funny, actually, because at one stage, I remember the gate was half open, so she could actually fit through it. But um, it was half open and we had started to walk out and she actually stopped herself. And she's like, OK, Elaine, you got to push it again. Yeah, that's the deal, right? You keep pushing. And I walk a step, you push again, I walk. <laughs> so <laughs> she was totally invested and she was waiting for me to push it again. Like, <laughs> so um so I did anyway because we've got to finish the job if we're going to start the job we're going to finish the job so the gate ended up fully open which is great I went off for a wonder and and that was it and then came back in through the gate and uh, perfect everything went really well and you might listen to this and be thinking Elaine I think you're slightly bonkers like that's that's such a simple thing to do like why are you going to such lengths and breaking it down to so many tiny steps to get it done like is it not overkill here's the thing right I only have to teach Matilda how to open this gate once or any gate once. And now if I was to to rush doing this or to scare Matilda in the process of doing this or freak her out at this kind of learning stage, well, number one, it's going to be dangerous because it's really easy at a gate. If you freak a horse out, you're leaning towards the gate. The horse is going the opposite direction. That's not going to end up well, okay? So you just got to avoid dangerous situations. So if I was to rush it and kind of push her through it and she wasn't really that happy, easiest way to fall off your horse, okay? So didn't want to do that. Also, if you're doing anything and you rush it a bit too much and you scare your horse, it takes a lot longer to fix something than it does just to do it the right way the first time. Like this way took me, I don't know how long I was there for, seven or eight minutes max. And that's with a lot of little rests and wanders off between and that kind of thing. If I freaked her out while doing this and got her to the stage where if she thought I was going to reach my hand over and open a gate that she'd start like backing away and getting really like worried and terrified and stuff. That's probably going to take days to fix. Do you know what I mean? Maybe even longer, depending if she if she really, you know, got worried over it. So and that's just a waste of time. I always think if you're doing something with a horse, just do it right the first time. Take your time. Be patient, little steps, give your horse every opportunity to build up their confidence. And then, because really with a horse, you don't want to have a list of things that you need to fix, you know, because it just, 
it's, it can be really tough, even for, for you. Obviously, it's really tough for the horse because now there's like 10 things they're scared of. And who wants to live a life where you're scared of 10 things? Do you know what I mean? You want your horse just to be confident and not to be worried and not to be scared of anything. You know, no one wants to live a life in fear. So by doing anything that you're teaching your horse, doing it in a way that builds their confidence, requires patience from you. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying if you do it the right way and if you're a good teacher and if you explain things well and the whole time you're giving your horses opportunities to grow in confidence and to feel proud of themselves, you're going to get so much further, so much faster than rushing, um, just not taking the time, not having the patience, losing your temper, blaming the horse. It all turns, turns to custard and then like you end up with this problem situation that takes you ages to fix or you're just in over your head now because you've actually made a bad situation and then you've got to try and find people who help you and then sometimes they actually do a worse job and you end up with a really bad situation. So you need to just skip all of that. Okay, <laughs> I think it's much easier. Take the time initially break it down into little steps and end up with a horse who feels really confident and really proud of themselves when you've done whatever the task is, okay? So your homework, I want you to find one thing you want to achieve. It can be anything at all. And the more steps that you can break it down into, the better and the easier that you'll be making it for your horse to understand and for your horse to build up confidence, okay? So that's your homework for this week. And if you're interested in learning more, um, my listenology book is on Amazon. I think most Amazons, like Amazon UK, USA, Canada. Anyway, if you just go there and type it in, type in listenology, you'll you'll find it there. And there is tons, I promise you, tons of homework, <laughs> exercises, and lessons for you to um, for you to do in that book that will keep you very busy for quite a while. Okay, so one other thing I wanted to do today is I want to give a shout out to a couple of our students in our Facebook community. And definitely, if you're not already in the Facebook group, just honestly, pop over, join. It's worth it. We've got the coolest people in there doing the most amazing stuff with their horses. So one lady I want to give a shout out to is Doris. So Doris with Chester. So she just wrote an update and she said that um, she was actually in a bit of a scary situation. So she was riding her horse and two huge Rottweiler dogs ran down their driveway towards Doris and Chester like that's not a good situation <laughs> at any stage you know particularly I mean I like dogs but when you have two huge dogs you don't know running towards you you know it's not really the best but um but yeah so Chester her horse she said he squared himself off to the dogs and of his own accord approached them and then the dogs ran part way back to their own driveway and um yeah, Doris has just done such phenomenal work with Chester because a year ago she was actually seriously considering selling Chester. She was really having a tough time and um, and now a year later I know she's done, she's uh, followed a couple of her methods and done some um, some of her training courses and things and did and actually spent a lot of time doing groundwork, which is really the foundation to everything, like no matter what level you're at. I mean, they do groundwork in the Spanish riding school. Do you know what I mean? So even at, at those level, at, you know, at that level of doing those movements and everything, you still, you know, groundwork is still so beneficial. So I know she definitely spent a lot of time doing groundwork and pole work and liberty work and all that kind of stuff before she got back into riding again. But, um, but yeah, that was amazing to, you know, to have that situa situation and to to feel safe on a horse. And there's a beautiful picture of, a, of her horse, you know, the photos you take when you're riding with the horse's ears. It's adorable. Okay, who else do we have that I wanted to give a shout out to? I want to give a shout out to Choppy Coblet, 
who is doing a really good job with her horse Lenny who is a beautiful piebald horse that I'm looking at here and she was doing some groundwork with him and doing a really good job and then finally I want to give a shout out to Jamie so Jamie has a green broke six-year-old Mustang and Mustang is called Nova and it was their first trail ride weekend so they had a bit of a situation and what happened was her daughter's horse tripped and they were in I think what looks like a lake there's some beautiful photos of a lake so her daughter was on a horse the horse tripped in the lake and went down in the water which is not good so I think her daughter fell off and the daughter's horse started heading for the middle of the lake I yeah don't know why horses do that but anyway so bit of a situation so Jamie's Mustang Nova never hesitated and Jamie asked her Mustang just to continue on into the water they're getting pretty deep and to push the uh, horse back to the shore and so she ended up with water over her knees um, with her horse and got the horse back and it was pretty amazing so well done to everybody I just love reading all of your stories and all of your updates and I have one final bit of news for today I'm so excited oh my god so our new collection of t-shirts and hoodies are finally here I, we've been working them for ages and ages and ages but anyway they're finally here I'm really excited so if you're curious and you want to see them I will put the link in the show notes but the link is um, greyponyfilms.com forward slash t dash shirts which I know is kind of an awkward link but anyway don't worry I'll put the link in the show notes and um, you can see what you think so that's it for today hope that was useful um, and I hope you're inspired to go and uh, eat an elephant so that's it talk to you bye I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I have some good news for you now, actually. We will be holding our next five days to partnership workshop very soon. This is an online workshop. It's completely free and you can watch it on your smartphone or your laptop from anywhere in the world. You will learn how to improve your horse's trust and connection. And you'll also find out how I solved Ozzy's bolting over poles issue and how I can help any horse build confidence and partnership with the little known elephant technique. We're going to talk about how to help a horse who is inflexible or perhaps unbalanced. And we're also going to look at the importance of lateral work. Plus, we're going to go a little deeper into bitless bridles and hackamores. Also, you're going to be able to download and complete your own horse partnership assessment. And each day you'll get a fun homework activity to do with your horse. So you can get all the details and sign up for a free ticket at www.5daystopartnership.com. I hope to see you there.